Greetings and salutations, and welcome to the Trash Fire of Talk podcast with your host, Skits M. Jones. I am your host, Skits M. Jones. Um, let's kick off the episode, as we always do, with a look back at uh, recent events and a look forward at what is to come. Uh, first up, December 14th, that was this past Saturday, uh, I did Toasted at the Comedy Clubhouse in Chicago. Uh, the lineup was myself, Dustin Drew, Lindsay Shaw, Liz Stockwell, and John McCombs, hosted by Gina Palm, who produces the show along with Sharon Palm, her sister. Um, absolutely fantastic show. Had a blast. Well-deserved being mentioned in that that recent write-up in the Chicago Reader about stand-up shows you should go to. Um, This was a blast. Uh, uh, The premise of the show is uh, whoever is hosting will find a member of the audience, whether it's someone who's celebrating something or just someone who kind of volunteers themselves, uh, to be roasted at the end of the night. And then through the host set, and then uh, throughout, you know, the rest of the, the stand-up sets through the night, information will be, will be gleaned from this individual that will provide ammunition for their roasting at the end of the night. Uh, and every comic went up, did their thing. Uh, I did my set, had an absolute blast. Uh, really, really uh, warm, engaged, lively crowd. Um, I got some, some great reactions. Uh, and got to see some comics I really enjoyed. Liz Stockwell, I've done a lot of uh, shows with and, and absolutely adore. Uh, John McCombs, who I've, I've seen a few times here and there and is just a total fucking pro. Um, and then Dustin Drew and Lindsay Shaw, who I wasn't familiar with prior to this gig, uh, but both of them were fantastic. Um, Gina is an effortless host, um, and, and total pro, uh, and, you know, I, any show that the Palms are producing, whether it's So Emo or Toasted or, or anything else, like, they are some of the most wonderful people to work for, uh, and and come out and, and perform for, uh, and so that, yeah, it was, it was a great night, um, I was a little nervous going into it because I had never roasted anybody before in a, in a strictly comedic sense. You know, obviously you and your friends sitting around will roast each other as, you know, just humorous bonding and bullshitting. Uh, my time as a heel pro wrestler, I certainly roasted people. Um, but I'd never actually had to write uh, roast-specific material uh, and it was kind of a thing, you know, you got the length of the show to write your roasts, you know. Uh, Gina, as the host, draws the information out during the, the initial hosting set and then throughout the night. Um, and then you just have to, you, you have to write it uh, while also, you know, uh, ideally watching all of the other comics and their material and preparing, you know, getting ready to do your set and all of that stuff. Um so it was, it was a, a little bit of juggling and I had a blast. Um, it, it was a, a fun time and, you know, uh, definitely roasting is something I'd be down to try again, uh, in, in, you know, uh, other settings in the, in the future, if it were to arise. Um, 
it's it's fun finding the balance of uh playful and yet you know targeted um and uh yeah i i enjoy a good challenge and that was fun and then of course at the end of the night we all toast the individual with something positive about them because in the end it is all about coming out and having a good time and you know feeling uh that that you know just feeling nice um so yeah that was a blast um i highly recommend checking that show out um even if roasting isn't really your thing cuz it's just it's a fantastic room it's a uh the comedy clubhouse i'd never been before apparently it used to be a church um and so that was kind of wild uh great acoustics you know as churches tend to have um so yeah that was that uh my next show is december 27th it's at the comedy shrine in aurora um 10 p.m. show that night. Just the 10 p.m. is the one I'm on. Uh, it's myself, Walid Ismail, Brooke Sullivan, Derek J, and Des Mulroney uh, headlining that show. Um, and with that, that will be my last uh, show of the year. As of right now, you know, nothing else has has come up. That's not to say something won't. The you know sometimes you get added to shit the week of. But as of right now, that will be my last. Uh, show of the year. And as I'm looking back, it's been a wild, uh, productive year. You know, I, I had uh, six wrestling shows at the start of the year, you know, one a month until I quit the business. Um, Uncouth played four gigs, kind of a quiet year for us in terms of gigs, but the gigs were important gigs, or they were good gigs, or they were you know, gigs with bands we wanted to play with. Um, we've been on a bit of a hiatus uh, in terms of playing shows because we've been working on this new LP. And we're also just taking our time with it. You know, we're being patient um, and not rushing just to get it done. We're we're really putting the effort in. And I think it's going to show when that album comes out in 2020. Um I did seven uh, guest appearances on different podcasts. And then uh, I had 35 booked stand-up gigs. And that's wild, Um, you know, because, I mean, last year I had just started. And now, um, you know, I'm I'm not, I'm I'm at about 67% uh, of, of having a gig a week for a year. Um, you know, obviously if I can hit 52 stand-up gigs next year, that would be wild. Um, do I expect to? I don't know. Um, I don't know what the new year is going to hold. Uh, you know, obviously I branched out and did a lot of new things this year. Um, and I, I, the main thing is I hope to be on some new shows and I hope to return to some shows next year. Um, I, it's been a wild, busy year. Uh, and I know the things that I've got in development for 2020, um, which I, I still cannot announce. Sorry, but, uh, yeah, it's, 
it's been a busy year and looking at just the the number is like oh yeah i did a lot um and that's not even counting game of microphones like in the in the 35 stand up gigs i didn't count game of microphones um i i think that adds another probably like 10 gigs or some shit like that um but i like i wasn't booked necessarily for those i was i was producing and hosting so it's like yeah, whatever um so yeah so i i mean all told it was probably like 40 something you know actual shows that i was was part of you know not open mics or whatever but actual shows um and yeah that's wild because i mean i think about it and i'm like i want to do this you know like for a living i want to perform for a living um and and thinking of like how many gigs you have to do and what kind of gigs you have to do to to make that work at 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 my level um you know i i definitely need to try some new shit in the next year and you know uh i i think i'm going to and i think it's going to be it's going to be a lot coming up but that's not to discount 2019 2019 holy shit you know that's like i said it's probably 40 something stand-up gigs if i'm counting game of mics you know four gigs with uncouth the six wrestling shows you know that's definitely a gig a week that that i did that this year and then the podcast guest appearances um you know, this, this last podcast, uh, I got some, some great feedback and I really appreciate that for the crossover episode, uh, that I, I did with Chris Bong at and his, uh, we are, uh, we are the strange podcast. Um, I'd even like to do some more stuff like that. Could, could you imagine a podcast network? There are so many comics who are, uh, in and around the scene who have their own podcasts doing different things. And, you know, imagine if, if we could all network and build off each other and, and, you know, really, really grow something. You know, I, I look at the stuff that, uh, Dario Durham is, is doing with his be positive productions and, you know, all the stuff around the, my buddies scene. And that's inspiring. I look at, um, you know, the, the, uh, I, Oh God, just so many, so many people with so many things going on. Um, I'm, I'm blanking on others right now. Uh, but I, I just imagine like, what could be if we all were working together to really build this up, you know, build up the scene, build up each other, build up our podcasts, build up our, uh, comedy shows, build up our open mics, build up everything and really make it not just inviting for the people participating, but really work on making it something that feels exciting to be part of for audiences, you know, watching something grow, feeling like you're coming in on the ground floor um, and and really capitalizing on, on the goodwill of, a, of an audience. Um, that's that's what I want to see in the new year. I want to see stuff grow and I want to see the rooms feel cool to be in, you know, and like there are shows that you go to and you're like this 
feels like something, you know? Um, and I, I want that for all of us. I, I want the scene to grow. I want my friends' shows to grow. I want my own shows to grow and to, to feel like something worth being a part of, you know, or just being around. Um, and I think we could do it. I, I really think we can, you know, there's so much weird, petty bullshit that, you know, people getting upset about what other people are doing and feeling like everyone's in competition. And we're not, we're not in competition. You know, everyone is doing their own things and we're all so weird and unique and different. And if we accentuate all of that and really find the weird niche shit that makes us all individual and unique and special and fucking build on that shit. And if we can do that, we can find the, the shit that appeals to different audiences and different groups. And there's enough audience for all of us. There are thousands and thousands of people in every town. There are millions of people just in general around, you know, like if you can't find a few hundred people to fill a room in the, the city of Chicago, it's because every, like everything is working against you. And imagine if everything was working with you. Imagine if we were all working with each other to build shit, you know? And each of us with our own unique fucked up little visions for what we want and what we want to do and what we want shows to do. You want a, a variety show? Cool. Have a variety show. You want a, a stand-up show with, you know, whatever gimmick? Fucking do it. Find your thing and accentuate what makes your thing cool and unique and build on that shit. And then none of us are in competition because we're all doing adjacent shit, but in different enough ways that it appeals. Um, and anyone getting butthurt about open mics, I don't understand. Like, an open, an open mic is a practice room. Like, we're going there to work on our craft. And some people go to three or, five, three or four or five mics in a night. Um, you know, depending on what night of the week it is and where they live and what accessibility they have. And that's not to say you have to do that. I know people who do one mic a week or less and are still out there crushing it because they put their effort into writing or they, they make sure, you know, I tried this mic this week. I'm going to try this mic next week to make sure my shit works in different rooms. You know, there are different ways to hone your shit other than just grinding yourself and grinding others into the ground. Um, and I think in 2020, man, like 2020 should be the year of looking back in hindsight and going, all right, here's what we were doing wrong. Here's what we can do better. Here's how we can build this shit. Here's how we can grow. Here's how, you know, we can really make some shit happen. And I, I'm, I'm finding the people who I am drawn to, who are doing the shit and who I want to build shit with and who I want to be part of the shit that I build, you know? And 
I, you know, I'm, I'm going to be honest. If, if there's a bunch of negativity attached to some folks, like I'm not going to want to be bringing them in on shit that I do, you know, like, and I feel the same way about other people. Like if I'm negative all the time, or if I'm hating all the time, or if my name is attached to a bunch of bullshit, I don't expect anyone to want anything to do with me, you know? So I try and be as positive as possible and try to shout people out and try to lift people up and try to, you know, build some shit up. And, and, you know, that's what it should all be about. And so, you know, for 2020, that's, that's the train I'm on. You know what I mean? Like, I want to take those 35 to 40 something gigs that I did. And I want to expand that. And I want to bring people along with me. You know, if, if, I've got room in my car, um, and I'm able to drive at that point. The back is doing much better, so driving should be should be a, a, a less of an issue. Um, but if I've got room in my car, and anyone wants to hop in with me to just to go to a room and be seen, fucking do it. And if anyone is doing some shit and you want someone to ride along with you, and just be seen fucking hit me up. And if I am free and available, I would happily just tag along just to see what's going on, you know, because I, I know there are people who get jealous when they see other people doing some shit. And they're like, I don't want to go watch someone else do the thing. It should be me in that spot. Well, fuck you. It isn't you in that spot, you know? So what are you going to do to change that? Are you going to fucking sit on your ass and bemoan your bad luck? Or are you going to go and meet the producers of a show and say hello and say, Hey, I liked your show. What do I have to do to get on it? What's your booking process? How can I submit, you know, or shit, just be seen. And sometimes that's enough. Be seen and get the vouch, you know, whatever it is. Um, I think we can do this. You know, I think we, we, all of us can fucking do this shit. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. That's the train I'm on. That's my line of thought. That's where I want to be. I want to be building shit, not tearing shit down. There's plenty of room for new shit. You know, there's plenty of plenty of niches that, that aren't being tapped into in different areas. There's, there's a lot we can do. And I think we just need to do it. You know, I don't know. That's my thoughts for the episode. Speaking of building shit up, cheering shit on, digging on shit. Let's get to the recommendations. Um, I don't have a, a a bunch of TV recommendations or anything. I just haven't had the time. Uh, but I got music recommendations. I always got music. Uh, first up, I want to shout out um, the, the first song I'm going to recommend is Adore You by Harry Styles. Um, I know. Holy shit. I had no idea that I liked Harry Styles. I was unfamiliar with Harry's former group One Direction. You know, I, I knew of them. I knew they were the thing at the time. But I, I was I was outside of the the targeted demographic for their their deal. And so I, I just wasn't familiar. Um 
And so I was not prepared when I began, you know, I, I saw that Harry Styles' new album was a banger. I saw people being like, yo, you don't know. You need to go listen to this. And so I did. And I was I was not prepared. I was not prepared. Um, it's Harry Styles' sophomore solo album. It came out last Friday. Uh, the single Adore You dropped a week earlier, but I missed it when it did. Um, and it's got sounds that wouldn't be out of place in the 70s. It's got some blue-eyed soul, some soft rock, some pop, some dance. And it all feels simultaneously fresh as well as familiar. Uh, and Styles definitely is proving himself as a solo artist with a, a breezy confidence, you know? Um, the, the track Adore You was accompanied by a wild-ass extended music video that tells the story of a boy played by Styles who lives on a fictional island of Eroda, which is Adore backward sharp uh and he is an outcast because he's the only one in the community of uh superstitious folks who smiles uh there's there's superstitions that you know if you're too joyful or if you do this or that there's old backstory in the video and there's a narration in the in the opening and whatnot um and he's the only one who smiles and it it's it makes him an outcast and one day he stumbles upon a fish that washed washed up on shore he rescues it and cares for it as it grows. Um, and the video just keeps getting weirder from there. Um, and it, the, the song works with the video. Like they, they're not uh, necessarily tied. Um, and yet they sort of are like, it works. I recommend checking out the video. I recommend listening to the whole album. Like I've listened to it three times since I, I first found it yesterday and I was like, oh, this album fucking bangs. I am into this. I'm into all of this. Um, and uh, yeah, it's fantastic. Um, the, the next song I, I want to recommend is an older song and it's, uh, it's one that I always come back to. It's, it's uh, Every Day is a Winding Road by Sheryl Crow. Uh, it's off her self-titled album, which was also a sophomore release. Uh, the album dropped September 24th of 1996. Um, the single came out in November 8th of that same year. Um, after the success of Sheryl Crow's debut album, Tuesday Night Music Club, uh, you know, with its six singles and whatnot, Crow somehow managed to follow up with an equally, if not more successful, self-titled album that netted her two Grammys, uh, plus some nominations uh, for other uh, Grammys that she didn't win, but she won two. That's, I don't have any Grammys, so what the fuck do I know? Um, this song in particular has always been a favorite of mine. It's got an upbeat tune and lyrics that sound simultaneously hopeful and deeply troubled, which is... That's that's right up my wheelhouse, you know, um, and it's got a, a warm charm, you know, that that Cheryl Crow always seems to bring to her songs. And uh, there are, there is one set of lyrics in the song. Uh, I've been swimming in a sea of anarchy. I've been living on coffee and nicotine. I've been wondering if all the things I've seen were ever real, were ever really happening. Uh, those are that's such a favorite set of lyrics for me that I've, I've 
considered having them incorporated into a tattoo uh, of mine at some point. And I probably will. I'll get another tattoo at some point. I'm well overdue. Um, the video is uh, it's very cool, filmed entirely in sepia tones. Uh, it follows a toy airplane as it flies from scene to scene with different people interacting uh, with it or around it. Uh, and then, you know, Sheryl Crow uh, just singing the song also in the video. Um, I, I really enjoy this song. And like I said, that passage is... All right, admittedly, I don't uh, drink coffee and I haven't uh, smoked a cigarette in over a decade. Um, but aside from that, swimming in a sea of anarchy, wondering if the things I've seen were real or really happening. Um, yeah, my mentally, my mental health deficient ass uh, loves that shit. Um, that's right up there with St. Jude by uh, Florence and the Sheen. And the uh, maybe I've always been more comfortable in chaos, uh, which I do actually have tattooed on me. So, yeah, it's a thing. Um, but yeah, those are your song recommendations for the episode. Uh, with that, we're going to take a quick break. And when we come back, we will be back with the tarot pull for the episode. So stay tuned. And we are back. And it's time for the tarot pull for the episode. Actually, not doing a tarot pull this episode. We are doing a pull from Emily Autumn's Asylum Oracle deck. Uh, Oracle's different from tarot in that tarot plays by very specific rules, and Oracle decks are catered to whatever the creator of that Oracle deck wanted to, uh, you know, organize it by. Um, I, I like pulling from Emily Autumn's uh, Asylum Oracle deck for this podcast, uh, because it is structured in a similar fashion to a tarot deck in that there are different suits and each suit has different cards within the suit that, you know, have different meanings and it's very structured and, and easier to interpret and to get across, uh, in podcast format. Um, I have my, uh, bird of prey, uh, of being OV, uh, and then prey, uh, T uh, Oracle deck that I don't use on the podcast because I would have to sit and describe in great detail everything that is on the card because there, there's no structure to it. It's just you you look at the card, you interpret it, and you go from there um, based on various you know iconographies to do with religion, alchemy, um, the occult, etc. Uh, but I'm not talking about the bird, uh, bird of Prey Oracle deck. I'm talking about the Asylum Oracle deck. And in the Asylum Oracle deck, uh, as I've said in past episodes, there are five suits, Earth, Air, Fire, Water, and Spirit. And within each suit, there are separate cards. And the card that I've pulled for this episode is the Hat, which is a spirit card. And the spirit cards are all about attending to your past, paying attention to your inner workings, uh, you know, paying attention to your heart and the like. Um, and the, the hat is uh, all about skills. You know, think about your, your skill sets. What skills are you trying to develop? What are new skills you're trying to attain? Uh, what are skills you already have that you want to improve? Things like that, you know. Now is the time to, to put that focus and energy 
into doing those things, you know, improving or gaining new skills or what have you. And and the reason the hat is the symbol of this is, you know, you, you talk about uh, wearing different hats in life, you know, that that's the old colloquialism is, is, is you know, people wear many hats, you know, um, and some of those correspond with your day job. Some of those correspond with your dream job. Some of those are your hobbies or your personal life. And no one job defines you and no one hat defines you. You know, just like a hat, roles can be taken off and put on, you know, as needed. We all, you know, role switch and code switch and, and do things like that uh, all throughout our day. You know, we put on different hats. Um and, you know, this card is, is telling us to pay attention to the hats that we wear and pay attention to the, the skills that we have and, and how we're using them. Um, you know, for, for me, what I've been doing for stand-up lately is I've been going to the improv room uh, to work on that skill set to help me with my more impromptu and off-the-cuff uh, working on stage. Um, you know, that is a skill set. And for you, maybe writing is a skill you want to work on. Maybe singing is a skill you want to work on. Playing an instrument. Um, shit, I have plenty of friends who don't know how to drive. Maybe that's a skill that you want to learn. Like, whatever it is that, that you have that, that you've been wanting to work on or improve or learn for the first time, now is a great time to do it. Um... And that's, that's what this card is about. So, you know, take the time, look at your skills and also like be proud of the skills you have. You know, we, we're often so quick to downplay what we're capable of and it's fine to be confident in the skills you have. It's, it's fine to be proud of the things that you can do or the things you have done. Um, it, it's, it's good to look at the things in your life you're proud of and be proud of them, you know, cause we're all doing a lot and we're always doing it in conflict to other things that are trying to keep us from doing what we want to do or what we need to do. You know, the, the universe puts so many obstacles in front of all of us and the, the sheer amount of effort it can take to overcome some of those obstacles, whether it's, you know, time or your car broke down or you have, you know, seasonal depression, uh, whatever it is that gets in your way, whatever you're still able to do is a victory you know, and it's okay to revel in your victories and be proud of them. So, you know, do that. Uh, and always work to improve. You know, there's always more room for improvement. And that's, you know, that's all what this card is talking about, you know. Uh, so, you know, dust off those hats, you know, make them look good. Um, yeah, that's, that's the thought I'm leaving you with for this episode. Um, as always, you can find me on the social medias at Skits Jones, all one word, S-K-I-T-Z-J-O-N-E-S. Uh, 
you can email me at skitsmjones at gmail.com. If you have the Anchor app, you can drop me a voice memo, and perhaps I'll play it on a future episode. If you're listening on Apple Podcasts, you can do the rate and review thing. You know, I, I appreciate any feedback. Um, I hope to see you all on the 27th at Comedy Shrine at 10 p.m. Uh, tonight, Wednesday, the day I'm recording and dropping this, um, if you're not up to anything, uh, go out to Liars Club for Dragzilla. Uh, I'll probably talk about that on this weekend's episode. Dragzilla is also uh, is always a delightful time. Uh, tonight, the theme is Unholy Night, so that ought to be a blast. Um, and yeah, lift each other up, man, especially in the holidays. This season's rough for a lot of people. Let's be good to each other. And as always, keep that trash fire burning.